Welcome back to part two of the episode, Finding Purpose and Meaning in Your Life with Charles Wadsworth. So if you haven't listened to the first part, go back and listen to that and then come back and listen to this one. In today's episode, we get into how to move from a victim mentality to a victor mentality, getting from the back seat into the driver's seat in your own life. I love what they say that doubt is where dreams go to die. And and uh, I think that what you're saying now is so crucial because, I mean, when you mentioned age, my grandma, she turned 96 yesterday, right? Mm. That's crazy. Uh, Blossom, so happy yeah, birthday yeah, yeah, yeah. to you. 96 <laughs> years old, right? Yesterday, she was on a trip because her gr- grandson has come up from Canada. Her daughter's come up from Canada. My sister's there from Sri Lanka. So it's like a family gathering. She went on a car trip yesterday with them, you know, touring. And on her birthday, she was dancing. She is older now. But she's grateful. She has a lot of gratitude in life. She has a presence in her conversations. She is striving to do her very best to be present in the relationships that are surrounding her. And at the end, that's what truly matters. You know, all the material stuff, all our successes, doesn't matter if the relationship that towards the end of our journey is not intact. Yeah. You know, my father told me that he said, you know, Charles, if you chase the money, I know you will make it because you're hard work and you're determined. But he told me if you do so, you will probably end up with the money, but also you would have to pay a price of losing yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on all the things that money can't buy, then money becomes a consequence that remains with you and you get to be who you are or even more of who you are. So that was a huge shift from how I thought before and how I'm able to live my life today. It's not that I succeed in everything that I do or I'm successful in all these areas, but I'm doing better in all those areas today than before because of my belief in it Mm -hmm. and my choices about it. And I think it's so important to Invest time in understanding that being with people who believe strengthens you. Don't be with doubters. Even in our industry, I tell people, do not dig out in doubt what you planted in faith. Do not dig out in doubt doubt what you planted in faith. Everybody has a dream. And if you don't nurture a dream, you know, that's about putting in the right soil. The soil is the environment. The thoughts are what we water it with. Uh, our youngest son, Liam Jeremiah, when he was born, he was born premature, a couple of months. Mm. Uh, but I always tell he was born on time because that was what was meant for him. <laughs> yeah. But according to the time scale, you know, it was a couple of months prior. And at the time, I learned this sentence that said that both faith and fear demand that we choose. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because none of those things happened yet. We had people tell us about the risks, both for him and for Hilda during their pregnancy or their birthing. And we also had people who spoke faith. But Hilda and I, we needed to make a choice about what we would allow to influence us. Yeah. You know, we made, and for us, it was, uh, today it's a huge testimony because both she and I could be present when they were rushed uh, and he was operated out in a very critical way. And I got to run into the room next, next door with the doctors and the nurses. And I could see him actually gasp for air when they took away the the mask extremely powerful Hmm. 
Now think about this. If I had feared what would have gone wrong with him and it did go well, yeah. the time in between from getting, getting to know about the situation and until he was born, that would have been wasted. Yep. And what's important is that, uh, you know, I like this. Uh, your thoughts are your vocabulary of your brain. Your feelings are your vocabulary of your body. It's about what you spoke earlier. Yep. So what we think and what we feel determines our state. Yep. And that that determines how we act. And how we act determines the results we get. (laughs) Absolutely. And also that's that's we are people who succeed, but then they actually tear it all down. Mm -hmm. Because their self-belief, their self-image doesn't deserve what they've achieved. Yeah. You know, I've done things in my life, and I probably will do also further on, that are mistakes. Things that would have said, oh, my God, if you just if you judge me just based on that, I wouldn't be on this conversation. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But we are blessed to have people around us who actually oversee those things and they look at the good. So they give me a chance. But it's not about what other people see in you or allow you to be or do. It's about what we choose to see in ourselves and what we believe and allow ourselves to do and be. Yeah. So at the end, you're stuck with you. <laughs> you're. It's all about you. You can't escape yourself. That's you can, true. You can. You so can. you have to work on your relationship with yourself mm-hmm. in the same way you work on your relationship with your spouse, your children, your parents, your boss. We, we forget our relationship with ourselves. And that's where we come back to what I spoke about earlier about how can we how can we be of service and joy to others if we can't serve and, and have joy with ourselves? For me, that's been a journey for sure, because there was a long time in my life where I wasn't comfortable with, with me. I felt different. I wish I was less. Mm. I wish I wasn't so much, too much, <laughs> yeah. too much this, too much that. Tone it down. Mm. Uh, everyone else was blending in in a different way that I, I was sticking out. See, and... it's not normal to be like you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now I did the work. I had to do the work. Uh, I was in, so condemning myself mm. and it was holding me back and it was making me miserable. And I, I was such a people pleaser. I think this is, has been a journey of the past 10 years. And now, yes, of course, I want people to, to like me, but I'm not in a place where I need them to like me. And I'm also aware that there will always be people who don't like me. And I'm fine with that. I don't need it. It's okay. What's important to me is that I like myself. Mm. I, enjoy spending time with me i don't have to have put on distractions like the tv or the radio or have somebody to talk to i can just be in my own company and really enjoy it (laughs) i'm I'm my own best friend yes i'm my own best friend so yeah so so this easter actually um Mm -hmm. my husband took the kids to his family's cabin Mm-hmm. And I was at home all alone. The time just flew by and it was nice. I just had a, a, some time to just have some quality time with myself and mm. just relax. Having the the bandwidth to think, just have a thought thought all the way through to the end. 
I I met somebody um, just uh, yesterday and I told her, she was asking, so what do you do this Easter? And I told her what I'd done. And, and she said, oh, is that possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like you're expected to mm. to be like okay, it's it's family time, and yes, it is nice to have family time. But sometimes it is also nice to just have me time and and carving out that time. And we couldn't do that when the kids were a lot younger, but now they're at an age where we have that opportunity and possibility. And so, if you do, don't feel bad for for taking yeah. that time for yourself. Because I'm meeting a lot lot of people who are uh, they're everything to everyone else but they don't have space for themselves in their lives and they feel depleted and they feel like everything is uh, a demand put on them and I think that's something that we need to uh, become more aware of carving that time out to to be us and be with us absolutely and I think that the, the biggest gift we can give to those who really matter is a better you and I. Yes. <laughs> you know, and also if you are trying to please other people, um, compromising on what's important to you, then what you do becomes more of a burden towards mm. them mm. than a blessing. Yes. So we need to give from abundance. Abundance mm. in thoughts is easier and it's achievable for everybody. Yeah. You know, I just remember the story from when we were in Sri Lanka one, uh, on our vacation years back. Uh, we were walking through this shopping mall. And while we were walking, there was this uh, beggar who walked by us. He was just having a blanket with him. He walked by us. And then when I came to the mall, there were these uh, wide staircases into the mall. And this uh, gentleman, he laid down on one on the step uh, and he pulled this blanket over him. And while he was doing so, he put a smile on his face. And then he kind of just slept down. Hmm. And that really struck me as well. Maybe he only had that blanket as his possession. I had my MasterCards, my Visa cards, my wallet, and I was going to go on a shopping spree. But who was truly happy or grateful? How many people in, in Norway fall asleep with a smile on their face, with gratitude that they fall asleep to or awaken to? Yeah. It's not about what we have. It's about what we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. That's appreciation. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you are actually quite poor. Yes. Because I, I used to tell people that if money was a the solution, then Norway wouldn't have any challenges. Because hmm. we have all the money we need in this country. But the challenge is something totally different. Yeah. It is those things that money can't buy that we need to focus on. And conversations like this, being aware of people around us, pointing out the good in people, making that shadow any negativity or falseness that they might have is how we grow things. Mm. It's like a plant, you know, if the plant needs light. <laughs> yep. So you need to position it together. We do that with our plants. Why don't we do it with ourselves? Mm. Why don't we do it with people around us? Why don't we just you know, find the, where's, this, where's the sunspot for you? You know, if we keep doing that, I mean, like sometimes if, if we can nurture people like we nurture plants. Yes. <laughs> Imagine how, how, what kind of society we would have today. 
Yeah, I love what you said, placing yourself in the sunlight and uh, where have you positioned yourself? I'm always searching for that. I'm searching for the good soil. I'm searching mm. for the, the the great place to grow with people around me who have the same mindset. They don't have to mm. have the same dreams or desires or uh, thoughts and perspectives as I do, but they have to have the open-mindedness, mm. uh, the the wanting of others to succeed and uh, who who understand that one person's success doesn't take away from the next person. Yeah. Their possibility to so succeed. True. Yeah. So because there's so much jealousy. And I see that all also in my, in my own industry that mm. people are, are smiling, but it's fake smiles. <laughs> it's fake. It's they're cheering you on, yeah. but they're not, they're <laughs> hoping that you're not going to make it. True. <laughs> and yeah, I'm craving authentic relationships with people who can challenge my perspectives, who can make me want to climb higher, go Mm -hmm. further without having like this uh, hope that I'm going to stumble and fall. But Mm. if they see me stumble and fall, they're going to be there and cheer me on to get back up and get quickly back up and and just brush it off and, and move on. We need more communities like that who really are there 100% for each other, who don't necessarily need to understand Mm -hmm. each other, but who can recognize the drive and the the desire to to want to live a big life, Mm. whatever that is to that person. Exactly. And that is so important what you're saying this, Ivan. I think that empathy is more important than sympathy. Yeah. Empathy acknowledges the potential within you. Mm-hmm. Sympathy focuses often on the lack within yeah. you. And we are living in a society where media and uh, the structural patterns in society is built on victimization. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's all about victims, you know. Yeah. Uh, in a country where that shouldn't be an issue at all, today in certain areas, there's a status in being a victim. People are competing on who is having the worst day today. Yes. It's so people, sad, but it's yeah, so true. But it's true. People are going to bed thinking about what's the worst thing that happened to me today mm-hmm. so that they can talk about that around the coffee at workplace tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When people wake up, they put on the news. My father told me, listen only to the news mm-hmm. that you can actually impact. But if you can do something about it, perfect. If you can't, let it go. You got to be present in what you can do. That is so important. And I think what you're what you're talking about is this is why I believe, I believe I truly believe I believe that we can change our circumstances to be on a positive space for the lives that we want to live. Mm-hmm. As humans, we get to choose. Everything else in nature is locked and loaded in one direction. That's it. Uh, you know, a butterfly lives for a span of maybe 23 to 28 days. Oh, I didn't know that. But it is one of the most beautiful things that we can see. The other day, uh, Hilda, myself, and Liam Jermak, we went out for a hike in the path. He he noticed all the butterflies. And the joy those butterflies brought to Liam, Jeremiah, during that walk was pure bliss. Hmm. So which means that even the butterfly is living its full potential. It was just 23 to 28 days of living. 
and it impacts Liam Jeremiah's life, which creates a moment for Hilda and me with our son. Do you see that? Yeah. So all nature is in place to remind us of what we should do. Mm-hmm. You know, how high will a tree grow? How high will a, will a, will a grass straw reach? As high as it can. It never, it, a tree doesn't say, all right, I'm done. <laughs> you know, it this is this. it. Yeah, this, this is, this this. is, this uh, is how far uh, I can grow. <laughs> it's like, oh my, the other trees are not higher, so why should I? They don't care. Yes, no. They just shoot up. They go to their fullest potential. Yeah. And this is happening now. See, just the fact that we are talking together is engaging because we are recognizing uh, values that we have, beliefs that we have, purpose that we have within ourselves, and it's engaging us. Mm-hmm. Conversations like this should be mandatory. Yep, definitely. Every single day. You know, I was in a place called Shen here in Norway, and uh, behind me there were a group of ladies sitting together. And I had just had a meeting. I was waiting for my next appointment, and I could overhear the conversations. It's very saddening because they were competing on who had the most challenging life, the crappiest life. So it's like they are listening to the other person, and they're just like thinking, just wait till you hear my story. It's much worse than yours. <laughs> And, and, you know, that was the circle of conversation. And then when they were leaving, I heard one lady saying, uh, so what time do we meet tomorrow? And I oh, thought God. to myself, you shouldn't meet tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. You should stay away from each other, if not for you, for your family, for your kids. Because yeah. how can a mother or a father, for that case, come home from a conversation like that and have an impact on their children, yes. which is positive. I tell people, especially fathers when I speak, I say, how can you expect your kids to invest in their school and studies or what they're doing if they hear you complaining about your job, talking bad about your boss or your co-workers and complaining about your income? Because hmm. you are the closest they have for the future. You know, there's a sentence that, that says, complain and remain. You know, because every time you complain, it's actually you anchor yourself in that complaint and you're stuck because now you are responsible to defend your complaint for all the people around you and this is what separates the victims from the victors so true and it's a shift in your mind your thought that's it and and you don't have to stay a victim so even if you're listening to this and you Mm -hmm. are feeling like oh god i just that could have been me in that Mm -hmm. restaurant a lot of the things i hear here are things that i'm I I wish I was different. Well, you can be. You can make a change today. You can decide today. That doesn't mean that you wake up. No, that you wake up tomorrow and then you're a different person. Mm. But if you make a conscious decision now to move from victim to victor, that means that you uh, you have made a decision to start doing something different. Start Mm. taking responsibilities of what comes out of your mouth taking responsibility of the thoughts that go on in your head and mm-hmm. start working on changing them so that you you can find yourself in a different environment and a different life and a different fe- feeling of your body further down the line. <laughs> but it starts by making that decision. I don't want to be the victim anymore. And this is something that I've said to my kids from they were young. When they have complained about something, if they've had uh, arguments with other children mm-hmm, in school mm-hmm. or if they feel like they've been left out or feel even feel bullied, mm-hmm. I've always told them, 
listen, you are not a victim. Yeah. Because I don't want them getting into that track Mm. to start believing that they're a victim just because people are doing things, saying things that hurt them. You don't have to be a victim because Mm -hmm. you don't have to receive what other people are trying to give you. It's like somebody putting their hand out with this crap bag in their hand (laughs) and and offering it to you and, and just saying all of these bad things to you or things that make you feel bad. And, and they're, it's, they're handing it to you, but you do not have to stretch out your hand and receive it. You can leave it in their hand and you can say, thank you. No, thank you. That's not <laughs> yeah. mine. I'm not going to receive it. It's not mine. And move away. You are not a victim. Accountability. So yeah, it's fantastic. A, yes. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So You need to uh, own it. You need to own it. But Charles, okay, let's start yeah. to wrap this up. I just, we need to have more of these conversations. What do you mean wrap it up? I'm just getting started. I, mean. I know, <laughs> I know. But but we, we uh, have yeah, to yeah. come back and, and do this Absolutely. again. What can we challenge people hmm. to to do now, to a call to action, to start moving into living a life that is bigger for them? Hmm. Where can, they, where can they start? Yeah, actually, there's, yeah, I could actually start with something that's really important is that, you know, in Norway, there was a survey many years back where people were asked what defines a good life. Mm. Yeah. And the, the reply to that question was, number one, it was money. Number two, it was time. Number three, it was health, not just the physical, but also the mental health. And number four was to be a part of a fellowship. And number five, to be of value to others in that order. Hmm. Now, the interesting thing is this, Siv. I believe that if we flip that around and we make number five, number one, (laughs) number four, number two, and so forth, we really hit the core of what really matters in people's lives. Because the first list is based on what we think people want us to say. Yeah. What is expected of us, not what truly matters. Mm-hmm. Even you mentioned that one of the driving force for you is to be of value to other people. Yeah, That's number five, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I would recommend people to start by doing this. Write down uh, in this order, what makes, what do you do today that brings value to other people, right? Question number one. Question number two, which fellowships are you in that enables you to be who you are without having to compromise on what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And a fellowship can be just, just you and I. That's a fellowship. Yep. The workplace, your environment, the, the business you work in, the people that you hang out with. Is that a fellowship that you want to be in or is it a fellowship you feel you're forced to be in? Are you allowed to be who you are or do you have to pretend? Mm-hmm. Right? Number three is your health, both the physical and also the, your mental and the psychological part of it. So that is a huge challenge for many people because number one and number two is displaced. (laughs) Yeah. So we're living in a country where one out of five are defined to loneliness. We're living in a country where it's a country of abundance. Mm -hmm. People are talking about scarcity. People say, I don't have time, I don't have money. But that's a lie. Hmm. We have 168 hours a week, 24 hours a day. Nobody has more or less. It's Mm. about your priorities. But if you live most of your life being somebody who you're not, Mm. then of course I understand you don't have time. That is the frustration part. 
people who have a life of choice, they have an abundance of time because they own it. Okay? So think about your physical and mental health. Where are you today? What would make you happier? What would make you more grateful? What are the things you can do, for example, for myself, just small steps in the right direction when it comes to my physical part has given me huge results over a period of time. It's about the direction. And then you should ask yourself about time. How do you manage that? You know, And how you manage time shows about how you value time. Right? And this is uh, and the, all these things that I'm sharing with you now, it's work in progress in my own life today. Mm-hmm. I've not reached the end goal. I've not succeeded with it, but I'm doing better in it than I did before because of my attention. Where attention goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. And number one, when it comes to your finances, money, then you should define money as not a goal, but as a tool. How can you use your finances to enrich, enable, and empower and enhance all these other areas in life? The fact that I was able to make myself financially free gives me the opportunity to choose where I'm present in my life. That's huge. There's a falseness in financial freedom. You don't have to have millions or hundreds of thousands a month. You only need to replace the amount of money you need to pay for the life you're living today. And that's a whole different story. But the reason why people don't admit that is because then they have to do something about it. And also, there is a misconception on how much money you need to live the life that you are living. Yes, because I saw that when I transitioned from running a profitable recruitment company and and deciding to start a new company. And at that time, I didn't know what the company was going to look like, what it was going to do or anything. And, And I knew that I would have to live on less one of my biggest fears in the beginning was how are we going to do that? But the thing is, from that day, there hasn't been one thing that was valuable to me that we haven't been able to do. And one of one of the most valuable things to me is th- three weeks in Spain every summer because my dad lives in Spain. Mm-hmm. We've been doing that for 15 years, but I haven't once had to sacrifice that because you start thinking more about where am I spending my money? And you see that you don't need as much as you thought. But it's so important. Yeah. So, people, you've got a great tool. Do that exercise and do the one in the beginning also where, where Charles talked about what, what was that one? That was mm. about. Well, success, you, you know, yes, about success, yeah, what, is what, success what, what that is to you. Mm-hmm. So if you do these two exercises and start, m- make a conscious decision that this is where you draw a line in the sand from going from victim to victor, mm-hmm. getting from the back seat and into the driving seat of yeah. your own life and start with that. And I'll bring Charles back mm-hmm. for more of these meaningful conversations. And, Thank um, you. Find people. So if you don't have that fellowship, if you find that you don't have that today, then start looking for it mm. in people. Find the people who make you light up, who mm. give you hope and, and start connecting with them. And the value to others, the number one, how can you be a value to others? If you have a thought when you're in the store and you're paying for something mm. and somebody does something that makes you happy, tell them. Pay honest compliments to people when you see somebody in your office who are doing something and bringing you a coffee. 
thank them for doing that and do it to them as well. It's the little mm. things that matter. So, so Charles, if, if, they want, if they want more of you, where can people find you? Well, at the moment, I'm, I'm just I'm mostly on Facebook. Uh, you can find me there, but I'm also on Instagram, but I'm not that active there at the moment. But what I think, uh, to just follow up on what you said, Steve, I think that if you don't have somebody impacting you in your life in the right direction, then what you should do is to shift it and see who you can be of impact mm. in their lives. Then you bring more of that. Good. So that's really good to do that. And also, if you want to reach out to Steve or me in any of these topics that we've spoken about, please do, because that brings value to our journey. Mm. And we don't believe that we have the answers, but I think we have uh, a certain presence in what truly matters. Yeah. And then we can talk about that together. So uh, yeah, we just look into the space and I, I look forward to joining you again, Steve. It's just mm. uh, lovely to have this mutual engagement in talking about things that you know, really has value and uh, that I really believe in. And I believe in it more today than ever before, Yeah, that this is the solution. Oprah Winfrey was asked in a, she told in a, in a session, she said, she said more than 36, 37,000 interviews, right? And she says that after every single interview, people asked her the same thing that I will ask you afterwards. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? Do you think we were able to, present what we wanted to share. Yes. Michael Jordan, Barack Obama, every single person asked that question. Huh. So we all have this deepened need to know that we are enough. And if, if there's something I would like to say to everybody listening, if it's my final word in this session, is that be kind to yourself and know that your very best towards what you want in life based on where you are is always good enough. Let me repeat that. Your very, very best towards what you want in life, based on where you are, is always good enough. That's Don't do it for people around you. Do it for your own self. Mm -hmm. So when you go to bed at night, you need to be able to tell yourself, I did my very best mm -hmm. in opportunities given to me. If you know you can do better, then do it better tomorrow. Stop looking at all of the other people around you. The only one you're competing with is who you were yesterday. You know, my father told me that if you are focused on growing yourself, mm. you have no time to find mistake in others. Yeah, that's great. This has been one of my and Charles's usual uh, discussions. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. It's, it's always rewarding. And it always I always leave with a smile. I would love to hear what you think about this conversation. So please, you can leave. What's it called again? It's not a comment. A comment or a... Uh... No, uh, leave a, a review. You can leave a review on this podcast, or you can just send me uh, your thoughts to uh, to my email address. I'll link it in the notes, uh, and and I will also put Charles's email there if you want to mm -hmm. send something an encouraging word to him, because we all love <laughs> to have to, to have feedback and yeah to be encouraged to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, and also, if you have questions that you want us to talk about the next time we get together drop that in there let us hear what you're struggling with and we can bring our perspectives on those topics uh, in the future so please do that and have a blessed day and and charles thank you but the cool thing is yes. the fact that we can still be engaged after all those years yeah it's also a great reminder yeah. that 
the values that we base our lives on yeah. creates a certain frequency where those in that frequency mm. get to meet together mm. and it's as if we have never been apart. It's about same- wavelengths. We're on the same wavelength. There are people, go find people who are on the same wavelength as you because mm. that's where you'll thrive and that's where you'll grow. So thank you, Charles. This has My been pleasure. a delight and can't wait until next time we get together. Likewise. God bless. Have a great day. Take Bye. a seat. Bye-bye. And until then, I wish you a great day in service to your family, your workplace, and your community. Neat Dagen.